Welcome to The Rodcast with Rod Turner, the show all about real estate. We discuss everything that affects asset-backed businesses, investments, and go deep into the details with some of the best in the business. Hello, we are back with Simon Howley from Bell Howley, and we are doing the first of our series of Q&As on a specific property tax-related subject. So today's subject, we are talking about capital allowances. So good morning, Simon. Good morning, Rod. Thanks for having us again. Pleasure. So if we can start off with an explanation of what exactly are capital allowances and when might you utilise them in property investment or development? Okay. As many may be aware or may not be aware, um, when you have assets in a set of accounts, uh, you have depreciation charges, but of course depreciation is not allowable deduction in accounts. So to compensate for that, we have capital allowances. So capital allowances in the commercial premises, it's probably easier to talk about that first, that there are sets of rules in the Capital Allowances Act, um, but a lot of it is still a little bit grey. They've tried to iron things out over the years, but there's still a lot of case law which you can refer to for more guidance. Uh, Some things you can't get allowances on, which is part of the structure of the building, but there are other things which um, you could, like a a mezzanine floor, but it needs to be constructed in a certain manner so it's not uh, an integral part of the building. Things that have a a purpose, like uh, security, fire doors. Uh, So so there's lots of lists of things that are allowable, a list of things that are not, and then you have this grey area where it comes down to really the function, understanding uh, how it's built in, um, and therefore you can try and put a claim in for that. Okay, great. And um, you kind of touched on it there when you talked about commercial. So are they only available on commercial buildings, or can you utilise them on residential buildings as well? Residential, um, your starting point normally is going to be no, but then again, if you have a HMO, then yes. It it depends on the use of the building, because it becomes not just um, a residential dwelling like we we all live in. So HMOs, yes, again, you could have uh, fire doors, uh, security lighting, security grids. If you have uh, floor tiles, for instance, if they're not stuck down, you can move them, you can claim that. Um, so it depends on the actual facts of the case in the building, really. Okay, brilliant. And what happens if the company hasn't made a profit for that year? Um, so, for example, if you're getting a capital allowance, it normally will come off your taxable profit. Yep. So what happens if that company hasn't made a profit for that year, or maybe they're still living off director's loan account? It will make a loss. Yep. Uh, it's an expense. Okay. So it'll make a loss, and that loss, of course, can be carried forward, it can be carried back. Um, if it's in a group, it could be group relieved. Okay. Um, so yes, it's a loss there to, to, to be. So it's still worthwhile oh, utilising yes. that capital. You always, regardless, always claim it in the year forward. you can. Yeah. Uh, always try to maximise it within the rules, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will always be some areas where you still think it's a little bit grey. Um, so you may take a standpoint on that. Uh, of course, the HMRC can query that. But yeah, but I'd always try to maximise it within the rules. Okay, brilliant. You kind of gave some examples when you talked about sort of tiles being removable, fire doors, things like that. What are some some more examples of what can and can't be claimed that maybe people might not be aware of? Big thing really is is, is, is the use and function of, of the assets. Um, to give you real life examples, I claim capital allowances on 
portable building. Um, there is case law where you cannot claim that because it's a permanent structure. But in this particular case, they were, they were like cubes, so you could stack them on top of each other. They were movable, and I, I argued that case with HMRC, and they allowed that. Okay. Other cases, normally landscaping around a, a property, commercial property, you can't claim that. This is going back a few years now, but there was, um, it's up, in, up in Aylesbury, there was a lot of rabbit infestation. They destroyed the landscaping. So I met with the HMRC inspector. Luckily, a rabbit popped out of the bush at the time. So we managed to <laughs> claim an apportionment on that. Okay. Um, on that same client, there was a mezzanine floor. Uh, we walked around it in the warehouse and they, and they claimed because it wasn't fixed into the structure of the building. Therefore, right. that was allowable. And uh, last night, another client had a, a Heidelberg press. So normally, uh, concrete floor flooring is part of the structure. You can't claim for that. But this was specially, they laid down a, a, a non-vibration rubber floor. So therefore, we could claim for that because it had a, a, a function specific to maintaining the printing press. Okay, so obviously the function is kind of a key, a key point here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's look at the facts, um, look at the legislation, Look at the case law. There's lots of case law to look at, mm-hmm. which will normally give you an idea or a feel for what claim you're trying to make. So if I have done a development or I'm doing a development and I want to utilise capital allowances, what would be the process for someone like me? Normally, you would, um, when you do your end-of-year return, to, to accounts and tax return, whether it be a personal tax return or a corporate one, you would, uh, your accountant should um, normally question this cost you've incurred, um, you will then give the invoices mm-hmm. um, to the accountant. They will then analyse through what they think they can and what they cannot claim. Um, if it's very complex, you can always engage a charter surveyor. They will go in and they will know the history of the building. They will produce a nice, lovely, smashy report with photographs uh, and with all the relevant sections, and that can also be attached to your claim that you put into HMRC. So, again, records are key here, aren't they, to records. show what's happened through the life cycle of a build? If you're Trying to get the invoices broken yeah. down, itemised as much as possible. Uh, building firms don't like to do that, uh, particularly particularly independent bills. will yeah. just give you one bill for... Because I know um, you mentioned before um, lighting on a residential, but security lighting could be... Yeah, it is, it yes. It could be an, alla- um, an allowance. So if you get an invoice, say, for five grams worth of lighting... Yeah. Would you then apportion some of that towards the security lighting for yeah, purposes of you'd, HMRC? You'd, you'd, yeah. Ideally, you'd like an invoice saying security lighting. Yeah. Um, but if that's not possible, you, you, you may speak to the client and say, well, I'm going to put a, an apportionment in for this. Um, on the understanding, of course, HMRC can come back and query that. But yeah, that, that's all you can do is, is make a, a sensible, uh, reasoned adjustment. Okay, so I would essentially come to someone like yourself, give you the all the invoices, all the records, any photos before and after you would then sit down go through those um itemize each individual individual part see what's allowable see what's not and then put that forward to hmrc and then if they've got any questions they can come back and you may need to employ but at least then you have some reasoned argument of why you apportion exactly yeah it's not just a guess it's a it's a best guesstimate so for someone like myself who's doing a development it's always interesting when you are getting the invoices out just to think about that functionality aspect of yes. what's going in the building because yeah. that could be something that can save you absolutely save yeah. you money absolutely okay brilliant do capital allowances have to be claimed in that tax year or can you do it once the development's been completed and then go back retrospectively normally claim it in the year yeah. i always make your claims for all tax reliefs on that tax return basis for going back 
you could go back and make a, a claim to say there was an error on our previous return. If it's a development, it's normally best to uh, have it, a survey done at the start before you start adding value to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the case. Um, it's a bit of a moving feast, really. Okay. Uh, but I'd normally make the claim as soon as you can. Yeah. Just because you didn't do it last year because oh, there's an error or you, you, you can go back and amend a return. Yeah. That may... That, that will obviously trigger the inquiry window a bit further, yeah, the HMRC. Course, yeah. So and they, they normally, if you do amend a return submitted previously, they will normally, that will hit some inspector's desk and they will look at it manually. Yeah, okay. um, so bear that in mind as well. Okay. You mentioned sort of on the functionality of, of things that you're, when you're doing the build, what about on the building itself? So a lot of build at commercial buildings that you buy, you might see on the property form when your solicitor gives you all the documents that capital allowances have been claimed on that building. What does that mean and how does that affect? I think if, if, you, if you're buying a, um, a, a building, um, it'll have a, a history of capital allowances. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to find out about it really is to, is to employ a chart surveyor. They have access to all the databases. Mm-hmm. They'll also be in the solicitor's records. There are various forms that need to be completed and signed. Uh, that will hopefully detail what has been claimed, what hasn't been claimed. So you can't claim something twice, essentially. No, even no, even though it's under no, new ownership, no. it's already been claimed. Correct, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you need to establish the, the best you can um, the history of the building. Okay. Uh, a chart surveyor can do that quite easily. They've got all the access to the records. Yeah. Uh, for me to do that would be quite difficult. Yeah. So if we came to you to say, right, we want to look at this building and we don't have the information... You have charts of that you can then go to to yeah. get that information. Pick the phone up and instruct Mr. Johnson yeah. to go down to uh, to Cardiff to look at the yeah. building. He'll do a lovely report. He'll take the photograph. He'll walk in the building. He'll t- uh, he'll produce all of the uh, the detailed breakdown of, of what is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and give you a nice report to put with your claim on your return. Fantastic. So, is there a particular um, sort of company structure that capital allowances are more suited to when buying? or developing these buildings so for example in a limited company or can you do it in your personal name can you still benefit from it there is yeah, it, it just on your personal tax return it doesn't, then, I it doesn't matter whether it's personal in a partnership a limited company yeah. it, it's an expense claim you okay. either qualify or you don't okay I, uh, I, th- I think that's pretty much it is there any anything else on capital allowances that you'd like to quickly run through that we haven't already gone through no, it's really based on the facts of each claim. It's an interesting tax because it's valuable. I think many surveys say that many people with commercial properties don't claim a lot of things. Mm. Obviously, the more fittings you have in a building, the bigger the claim. Yeah. So hotels are a great example. There's many fittings in there. Yeah. Sports grounds, not so much now. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it depends on the individual case, but it's always worth exploring it. Okay, brilliant. And if any of the listeners are interested in speaking to you about capital allowance claims on some of their developments or purchases, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, you can send an email, uh, send an email to info at bellhowley.com. Uh, that will get to me, um, or you can phone the office. Brilliant. Okay, thanks okay. very much. Pleasure. Please join me next time for more detailed discussions about property on The Rodcast. Rodcast.